In this episode, I'm going to address some general questions I've been asked before, I've had to talk about, have to do with people's motivations, essentially. Why do they turn on their country? Why do they become spies? How do you get somebody to do that when you're trying to do it for your good purposes? And then why do people do it that are traitors to our own nation? And they all kind of fall along a simple category. I completely forgot about this question or even addressing it until somebody on the locals page brought up an acronym they found, which I don't know the acronym still used, but everything in the acronym is accurate. So that's what we're going to talk about. Kind of the motivations and reasons behind why people become spies, not professional spies, the ones that get turned or volunteered to either commit espionage or become traitors or just assist their intelligence agencies in their nation. So what are the motivations? Why do people do this? That's what we're going to talk about right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. The interesting thing is I was watching this TV show and they put a quote up by somebody from probably a long time ago. And it was, I don't remember the quote exactly, but it was about how cops in a way, some law enforcement and how they think and operate aren't too different from criminals. And I don't mean this in the all cops are bad thing. It was just kind of way they think operate and function isn't too different than a criminal. And it makes sense to me because you're going to catch a bad guy. You got to learn how to think like him. In the intel world, that's what we did. We started teaching people, like, look, you got to think like a terrorist. What are their motivations? Why do they do this? In espionage, the same thing, especially when you're trying to recruit assets. And a lot of people that are trained in this, even guys, famous guys that have been arrested, that have been caught, have been trained how to do this to other people. And somehow they get put in the same position. Sometimes they volunteer to do it. I've talked about things in the past where it was even an operation for a while where people would go volunteer to be a turncoat essentially and be a double agent, but their operation was to do that in order to get other inside information or at least find out how they're conducting those operations against us. And the thing with this is there's an acronym called MICE, as in many mouses, and I don't remember using this acronym. I imagine it was taught to me at some point, maybe it's changed now or maybe it's specific to certain organizations but the acronym's accurate. MICE stands for Money, Ideology, Coercion, and Ego. Money is always a big one. We pay our assets and sources in one way or another, whether we're giving them to their time, paying them for intel, or they're actually on the payroll. They do receive money for it. When they're recruited, they are put on the payroll. It's usually some sort of steady paycheck. The way it works out depends on who's doing it, the agency, the mission, the operation. One of the things, though, is money is a form of debt. People that have gambling problems can easily be swayed to do things with money, whether having debts forgiven or giving more money to them. Some people, you see this in movies, but it's not unrealistic, people that need money. Lots of bills, mom is in the hospital with cancer. There's all kinds of things like that. And the thing with money is when you're holding cash in your hand, it says a lot more than when you're holding a check. I tell people when they gamble, I do this with my mother, like we go to a slot machine, you put, you know, say you put $20 in, and let's say... You win and you cash out. You get that same little, you get a little paper ticket and it says you have $85. It's real easy to stick that piece of paper in and get rid of it. But if you turn it into cash, it's hard to spend that money. That cash means more things. Just like when you try to buy something from somebody, if you show them the cash or start counting it out or handing it to them, letting them hold it, it says a lot more. So money, when we see currency as a money, it's very tangible and people get very attracted to the idea of what they can do with it. But money usually comes down to money, a uh, need for money, not necessarily greed. There are people that want to make more money. There have been people, I'm sure, that have said, well, you know, they don't appreciate me or pay me enough for what I do. But that's not really the typical situation. 
the I is for ideology. There have been people, there was even a famous guy, I can't remember who he is, who gave a lot of stuff to the Soviets during early parts of the Cold War. And it was because they actually believed in their ideology, believed in communism and what they were doing. Ideology is not uncommon. Ideology is the biggest thing we use in military intelligence overseas, working with low-level sources. Most of them, it's about their ideology and their ideas. Some of them aren't completely opposed to the extremist beliefs of some Islamic factions. They are opposed to how they're treating their family or their people in that area or the violence that they're doing, believing that there's another way. Some of them completely hate those guys and don't want any of that stuff to happen. Sometimes it's like that guy with the Soviets. Some people have a change in ideology. They have a mind change system. And a lot of times we can convince them to change their ideology or convince them and influence them in a way of through persuasion of making them to understand that their ideology is in support of what they think is an opposing ideology, which is ours. It's very common tactic and use of conversation done in detention operations when interrogating people. Persuasion and influence through ideology is one of the things we go after simply the earliest. Coercion's a big one. So coercion for the United States is illegal. Most of our allied nations is also illegal. It's part of international law. Coercion's written down in law, especially the law of land warfare and how it's used. But a general idea of coercion, you got to think of it as things such as threats of force or potential force that can be used against them. Things like extortion can be coercion, and those are not allowed. Blackmail. Extortion and blackmail, I don't know that those are completely covered under the law of land warfare or the laws as they apply. This is those are in the like dictionary definition because there is things that look like blackmail or extortion that often can be used. And perhaps it's in there. I don't remember because I've never read the law or deal with it in geez, almost a decade. But there are ways that things can look that way that aren't really that way. It's not a gray area. It's very clear and planned out what you're doing. Torture, of course, is coercion and i've mentioned before torture is not what people think it is and there's other things there even assault the thing is like an example we used to do extraordinary rendition and they got rid of that program because it could fall under coercion extraordinary rendition is where we would send a detainee to another country that would get the information for us because they would do things we couldn't do which often involve things such as torture but may not be torture it might be other things or things that may appear to be torture but are less violent and dangerous so we stopped doing that. So one of the things was through coercion and the negative side, we couldn't do it. But what might look coercion, positive side, we could do that were more like we'd be lying to them or not lying to them. Well, we can get you to this friendly country you want to go to and give you a lot of money and get your family out of here. But we need this information and we have to validate it's true. That's completely legal. Well, we're going to send you this country. And they're like, oh, you can't send us that country. They hate us. They'll kill us. And let's say we definitely know that. And even if we don't know it, we'd have to check it out. And we could play it off and say, well, you know, they're not going to do that or those are old stories. But the thing is, once we start to entertain that, if we didn't offer it up and they offered it up, it goes in the lines of coercion. But coercion does work. It's just illegal in most cases, especially in detention operations. Blackmail is often a combination of something like money as well as coercion or ideology and coercion, things people have done. Things you've seen in movies, I don't know how often they're really used. I've never used them, but things like, oh, we got these, you know, photos of you through surveillance cheating on your wife. We're going to tell her if you don't work for us. I suppose things like that have probably happened. Most of the time, people just persuade people through conversation. 
So coercion can be really bad. I'll eventually have to do another interrogation discussion and bring up coercion and things you can't do and why and what torture really is. The last one's ego. Ego is interesting because we use an approach called pride and ego up and pride and ego down. Basically build up your ego or tear it down. And that is very effective, especially in low-level detention operations when we don't have enough information to do a we-know-all, basically. We have everything on you. And it's figuring out which one's going to work. The thing with ego is... People don't like statements like this, but they are generally true for everybody in most situations. Most people are out for their own self-interests. Even people that say they're not, I just love helping people and blah, 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 blah. Well, why do you do it? And it will come down to at least part of it has to do to their benefit, at least how they feel, how it makes them feel, or guilt. Some, you know, guilt they're trying to relieve. It will come down to them. Not that all the other reasons they do it are are not true. They very well probably are. But people are out for their own self-interests and their own best interests. People have egos. There's things we're all have pride about in a positive way that may not be necessarily your ego, but we can puff it up and support in a way to inflame your ego and get you to see that you can become this person that you wanted to believe or didn't realize that you wanted to believe you are to become, but we can convince you of that. And that's one of the ways we use ego. The other way is just saying ego in a down sense of how bad of a person you are. And those are used all the time. It's used in detention operations, source operations, working with assets. It's very common. I've seen really cheesy TV shows that have to do with like people who work at CIA as spies or whatever, running around the world doing whatever with some guy. And it's all real cheesy. I don't think they've ever had any help, but whether they realize it or not, there's conversations that are just normal conversations seem innocuous to the TV show where I'm like, that's on point. Like, that's how you work ego. That's how you work coercion. That's how you work ideology. Those are the main things, you know, that's how you motivate somebody. That's how you get them to do that. And I've often thought about using those as examples and saying, yeah, this is, you know, this would work. You don't see money used a lot unless it's like in a high end, high end spy movie, high end being like, it's a real big spy, like James Bond with a briefcase of money, but money's very realistic. And it's not uncommon for more of these ways to be used together and some even to be jumped all together in one. So you can do things with money and give somebody money for something. Then you can use that against them as coercion saying, well, who did you tell you got this money from? Now we have this on you. We could tell your country, you know, and their country believes this. And you said you believe this, but now it looks like you're not. So now we're going after ideology. And at the same time, we're making them feel bad. So we're tearing down their ego by explaining their lack of faith in their ideology and how they betrayed it, which is a form of coercion because we gave them money. That would be a negative way of doing it. We could also do it in a positive way, just the exact opposite. And it takes experience to figure out what's going to work best with this individual, what relationship have you developed with them. But those are the simple ideas. That's why most people do anything. That's why they exist in the world of espionage. Most people respond to money or something to do with an ideology, some form of coercion, which happens in relationships arguments all the time, or their ego or any combination thereof. And that's really the things that people go after when it comes to manipulating, persuading people, influence them to do things, good, bad, or indifferent in support of whatever your operation is. And the thing is, if you think about everything I've said, you've probably seen it done, probably done it yourself, probably seen it done to you. A lot of times it's not even meant to be malicious. It's just part of behaviors of people. And it depends on how it's communicated and how it's used. But in the espionage world, this is all done with intent. This is all done with intent to support a mission and operation and get the necessarily intel to support national objectives. So that's your answer. Mice, money ideology, coercion, and ego.
the biggest things because people are, well, at the end of the day, we're tenderly looking out for our own best interest, our own self-interest most of the time. Check the show notes. I'll put that article in there for you if you want to check it out. It's got a few little tidbits of information. I'm sure there's other articles out there too. It actually comes from a clearance website for people to get jobs. It talks about other rodents, terms, and things like the mole. Might be fun. You can look more stuff up, see if that's something you like. Thanks for listening, and I'll be here again for you shortly right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight.